everybody, welcome back to the Manic Manor podcast. This is Mitchie, and I'm so sorry for the absence that I had for the past couple of days, but I am back and I'm going to get into two episodes for you guys this week. We are going to start out with a case that you've probably heard either from True Crime Daily, from Oxygen, or from Morbid Podcast. This is the case of Emily Morris. Now, really... The only thing that I can really do is just dive into this case and then explain afterwards. So let's get started. So according to Emily's mother and father and her sister, she was always a very active girl. She was always into sports. She loved to be competitive. She was lively, vivacious. Um, She was even very outspoken as well. And she had a very confident personality about her. And this was just who she was as a person. So, when she was 14 years old, she joined a cross-country team. This was at the recommendation of 28-year-old James Wilder. Now, he was a math teacher and a coach as well. He had wanted her to join in on this team, and um, everyone on this team, apparently, they adored Coach Wilder because they said he was very charismatic and even Emily seemed to like thrive underneath him for a little bit underneath his wing of like he was teaching her these awesome techniques to better herself so she could go on and like get get scholarships or whatnot but around sophomore year things started to take a turn for the worse so this is around the time that Emily had turned 15 years old Uh, She was into springboard diving around this time, but she started to develop appearance issues. And not only that, it looks like she was also becoming more reserved. Uh, She wouldn't talk to her parents like she normally would. She just wasn't the Emily that everybody knew, and this was a cause of great concern for the family. So the family did try to reach out to her and see what was going on. But it was very difficult for them. Now, also around this time, there were some accusations that were going around that Emily and this Coach Wilder had been engaging in an affair. So, the school, well aware of it, pulled the family into a meeting, or I'm not sure if it was the family that pulled them into a meeting, either way... They ended up going into, like, this one-on-one meeting, and there, Emily and the coach both denied that any of this had happened, and it seemed like the school was just dismissing it, it, and even though Wilder was dismissing the claims and saying that they were false, he had this blotchy-looking face, according to her mother. Um, Things just... It didn't add up and it didn't look right, but even with all that, the school pretty much just dismissed it like it wasn't real, it was a false accusation, and they let it go. And that was pretty much the end of that for a while, but for Emily, she was still having issues. Um, Fast forward to even graduation, she started developing issues with depression, uh, bulimia, even alcohol abuse issues. 
And eventually, she did come forward and admit to the claims that there was an inappropriate relationship that was being done. And I think, from what I had done in the research here, she had come to this realization because she had gone so far down in this hole where she had been drinking and feeling so upset and feeling so isolated that her kids and her marriage, because after she graduated, she did get married, she did have children, they started to get affected and this was like her coming to realization moment that she needed to face her demons. And I'm very proud that she was able to do that because it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. So, she goes and files a report with the police office in her area with the St. I think it was St. Louis. Um, there was an officer there that did believe her, thankfully, and she decides that she's going to put a wire on herself and meet with this James Wilder, kind of like saying that she's wanting to have closure. But of course this guy kind of knows what's going on and he's questioning her when she gets into the car asking, you know, do you have a wire on you? And of course she kind of plays it off like nothing's going on. So this conversation that she has that's recorded, um, you can find it on YouTube. I might be able to put it in the sh show notes, I'm not sure. It just um, really depends, but I know it's got to be somewhere online. Over 80 minutes where they talk about their relationship back in high school when she was just 14 years old and he was 28. And I'm pretty sure he was married at this time as well. And in these conversations, he does admit to doing these horrible things to her as a child. But you also hear him gaslight and blame shift her. And it's very disgusting. And I couldn't fathom how he would think that any of that is okay. But after this conversation, she does leave. And she feels like, you know, she's finally got it. She's going to bring this guy to justice. And everything's going to be good. So, according to her friends, she said that everything was good. Like, she was in a very good spot in her life at this moment. She was so happy, thinking that she was finally going to be able to put the past behind her. But, unfortunately, on the evening of November 2nd, 2014, she passes away. Now... Emily's father would not find her until the 4th, two days later, in her bedroom. <clears throat> and it looked like she had been in bed throwing up or something along those lines because her head was in the trash can. And her father said at that time when he touched her and was trying to get her up that he just knew that she was gone. And she was 35 at the time of her death. Now, <clears throat> some theories that people have come up with was that she had a history of alcoholism that could have led to her, like, accidentally suffocating herself. But the family doubts this because she was wanting to bring this abuser to justice, and she was at a good point in her life and things were turning around. She did have issues with depression and alcoholism, and 
eating disorders like bulimia as a result of this trauma. And it haunted her life, but she was bound and determined to turn her life around for the better. And that's one thing that was agreeable from all of the resources, was that despite everything that Emily had gone through, she wanted to bring this man to justice. Because even in the phone, like, even in the conversation, the recorded conversation, you can hear how he has no remorse for what he did and even at one point she's asking did he even care about her and he's beating around the bush and for her to be as young as she was at the time and be that impressionable that is very shitty of somebody to do i i cannot agree with anything that this man did to her being that she was just a child and he was an adult and you fool and well enough that you don't do that to a child, especially one that you are supposed to be their coach and they are supposed to look up to you. Now, unfortunately, since Emily had passed away, according to the authorities, they claim that they could not verify that the crimes that happened because even on the recording, although he admitted to sexual activity with her while she was under age, they said that they couldn't verify if she was actually under age. So they had to drop the case and the claim because she was dead and she could not be there to testify. And if they lost the case, then they could never bring it back up and prosecute James Wilder. So, even though they were able to arrest him after the recording and everything, because she had passed, he was released. Um, now, he isn't able to go back to the school where he was originally coaching for, like, where Emily went before she graduated and everything. But apparently, he is still able to teach because he still has his license and it is presumed that he is still in the St. Louis area. And I, it's disgusting, honestly. And even since she has passed away, this guy has gone on news channels claiming to break his silence and say that he wasn't the one pursuing her, that he was the pursued one. And there's also been Facebook, a Facebook page that has been made with other people coming forth and claiming that James Wilder has either assaulted them or engaged in inappropriate conduct and even he has said that these are false accusations and they're ridiculous. But I still just can't wrap my brain around the fact that even though he admitted on a recording and he clearly felt no remorse for it and made jokes on the recording about getting back with Emily he was still able to walk away a free man. This just shows that there are so many issues with the system that needs to be fixed. This, um, and it's not just in the St. Louis area, this is all over the United States and all over the world. When it comes to people coming forth with their issues and trying to report crimes that have been committed against them, and a lot of people ask why people don't come forward sooner, this is actually a prime example of why it's so difficult because even when people do come forward, there is always going to be some sort of issue 
whether or not the person can be successful in it or they try to claim that it's false and that they were the actual bad guy but there's deep-rooted issues that have to be fixed and I think that everybody can agree with that in some way form or fashion but that is the tale of Emily Morris that is her story I'm sorry that it was such a short episode and that it may seem botchy. Again, we have had some issues going on here in my house, but I will do my best to pick up and give you guys some more episodes. Uh, I will be turning right around and recording another episode for you guys. Uh, Just stay tuned. And right before we close out the show, I do want to give a shout out to Girls Gotta Eat Good Asian Bakery. If you're in the East Tennessee area like I am, you should definitely give her a check out or donate to her Patreon. It's Girls Gotta Eat Good Asian Bakery. Uh, Jessica, she puts her heart and soul into it. I just went earlier today to the farmer's market and picked it up, picked up some goodies. So definitely give her a try or reach out to her and see about supporting her. Also, if you want to reach out to our show, donate to our show, you can do so on Patreon, Manic Manor Podcast. Um, you can email us, manicmanorpodcast at gmail.com. We've also got Instagram and Facebook. So until the next episode, you guys, stay safe out there.